welcome to the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Let's go. I'm excited. I am pumped for the word. Y'all pumped for the word? Anybody expecting a word from God today? Let's go. I am loving this series because I am loving the study, right? The study of David, the life of David. David, the giant killer. We got any giant killers in the house? Come on. We got any giant killers? Man, I've been getting texts. I've been getting messages that we are cleaning house. We're getting rid of these giants. We're taking them out, and I am so pumped. I am so encouraged by every single one of you guys. Let's keep on. Come on. This is the end of the year. Let's end strong, right? Let's end being relentless. Let's go. I thank God. Whoo. So pumped. I love worship, too. You know, I love to worship, guys. (laughs) No joke. All the time I love to worship. I love to sing. I love to dance. So I'm driving the other day. I was headed to Costco and I'm just doing this drum solo like you guys don't even know. Man, I'm red I don't even know, but I'm just beating the steering wheel to this drum beat. And guess what? I hear somebody honking at me. I'm like, you know, like when somebody honks, you're like, what, what, what? You know, I was like hearing the honking so crazy. It was me. I was beating the drum too hard. I was honking the horn. I honked the horn so much. I was like, oh, and me and God had a great laugh. And we went back on our way to Costco. I just thought that was so funny because you want to know what? It's about living the life of worship. It's about being a worshiper, being free, having a good time, not just up here, right? Anybody's like, man, I feel so good when we worship in the house, when we worship at service. Do it at home. Do it in the car. Instead of yelling, instead of being in your head, instead of going over all the negative things you've done, put a worship song on. It'll help you change your focus, right? Ah, thank God. There's always something to be thankful for. You know what? You could be in the worst argument. You could be in the worst mood. And you just find one thing to be thankful for. And maybe it's just that you got breath in your body. But let me tell you, I'm thankful. Ah, thank God. All right, come on. Let's get in the Word. Let's get in the Word. We are talking about David, the life of David, the study of David, the giant killer. David, a man after God's own heart, right? And we're going to take a look at how David, he put his trust in God. David put his whole trust in God. David put his confidence in God. Because let me tell you, we want to be David. We want to be giant killers. But how many of us want a bear coming after us? Coming after our family, coming in our backyard. How many of us want a lion? Coming after us. But we want to be David, right? David trusted God completely through the bear, through the lion, through the rejection. Let me tell, oh man, we, we got so many more stories about David. I cannot even wait. But you know, that's for next week. So calm down. Calm down, everybody. Look at your neighbor and say, everybody, calm down. 
calm down, calm down. No way, don't calm down. We're just getting started. Come on, we're just getting started. Trust, trusting in God, it's by faith. David trusted in God by faith. He ran after that giant by faith. He did it by faith. Trusting in God is by faith. Because David in the natural, he had no ability to defeat the giant. David had no ability. He was young. Guys, he was a teen. He was not even a part of the army. He was not a trained soldier. So he didn't have the natural ability. He had the heart, though. Let me tell you, he had the heart. He had the heart. In the natural, he had no ability to defeat the giant. But in the natural, the mighty warrior, King Saul, he had the ability, but he could not defeat the giant. He had the ability. The whole army of Israel couldn't defeat the giant. Can you imagine a whole army? A trained army of warriors, they couldn't defeat him. Jonathan and his armor bearer couldn't defeat him. Eliab and David's big brothers, they couldn't defeat the giant, right? They had ability. They were trained soldiers. They were warriors, but they could not defeat the giant. Remember, they were all what? Gripped by fear. They were gripped by fear. For 40 days and 40 nights, Goliath stood in their backyard and he challenged them to fight. He stood in their backyard, he challenged them to fight, and the whole Israel army was gripped by fear. 1 Samuel 17, 11, When Saul, king of Israel, and his troops heard the Philistines' challenge, they were terrified and they lost all hope. They were gripped by fear. They were gripped by fear. They were shattered mentally. They were shattered. That were, they were filled with dismay. They were dismayed. They were shattered mentally. Come on, let me tell you that fear, what happens with your mind? You become shattered. They were broken down mentally. 40 days, 40 nights, you get dressed up for war, and all you are hearing is the giant taunting you getting dressed up so they were being broken down mentally and they lost their courage. They lost courage. When they heard the giant's challenge, when they listened to obey the giant, they listened to obey what the giant said. They listened to obey. Anybody got a giant you've been listening to, you've been hearing on repeat and you've been obeying? Oh, not us, not here, not at Love Life, nuh -uh. no. They, they, they listened to obey. They kept on hearing and hearing the words of the giant. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing and hearing. They were putting their faith in that giant and not their faith in the word. They were putting their faith in that lie rather than putting their faith and hope and trust in God. Right? They inclined their ear to the words of the giant. They were just listening to the giant. Anybody been there? They had the natural ability to take out the giant, but they were gripped by fear. What gave David the ability? 
These are the questions we've got to ask ourselves as we read this story, as we look at the life of David, what gave him the ability? Why are there some people in this life and you witness them and you're like, what gives them the ability? How do they have that kind of tenacity? How do they go after life like that? I want to go after life like that. Let's go. What gave David the ability? He relentlessly trusted in God. He was resilient in his trust, in his confidence that God would deliver him. His personal relationship with God was real. It was not religious. It was not for brownie points. It was not just for, you know, a click, for a post. That He didn't just do it for his father. No, he had a personal, intimate relationship with God for himself. And that's what he put his confidence in. That's what gave him that kind of security. That's what gave him that kind of passion and drive, right? His personal relationship with God. David had a passion for God. I'm so passionate. I am so fired up. You want to know what? Let's go. You're passionate about what you want to be passionate about. Whatever you have a passion for, you will protect. Whatever you've got a passion for, you will prioritize. If you've got a passion for cars, let me tell you, you're going to prioritize that car, them rims, that whatever. You've got a passion for whatever it is. You're, if you're a gamer and you've got a passion for it, you're going to have the best of the best PC. You're going to have the best of the best. You're going to be waiting in line to get that latest, greatest Xbox Whatever these things are, you know, those things. Obviously, I'm not a gamer. Last game I played was Wii. That's old now, but whatever. It's the only game I could figure out because there's so much this. You put a controller in my hand, this is me. They're like, stay still. Well, it's not going anywhere. It's here, here. But the Wii, let's go, right? Whatever. Whatever you're passionate about, come on, you're going to protect, you're going to prioritize, you're going to promote, you're going to prefer, and you will praise. When Goliath talked trash about God, David rose up with passion. David rose up and he said, you will die for that, sucker. You going down for that. You're going to talk about my God. You will die for that. David had a passion, right? It rose up in him. He's like, I will not allow you to talk about my God like that. God will deliver you into my hand for that. David knew. He knew. He, David was scared for him. I'm you talking trash about the real God, the one God, the true God? Ooh, you're going to die for that, right? And, and David also was like, your threats, they're not going to shatter me mentally. They're not going to break me down. Your threats are empty. Your threats are empty because the one true God is on my side. No, he did not react like the rest of the Israel army. Guys, we're talking about a whole army and one kid. A whole army and one team rose up. Nope, he, David didn't react like everybody else, right? They let the giant speak evil every morning and every evening. How many of y'all let people let the enemy talk trash every morning and every evening. That negative narrative just taunting you. Nope. We're drawing the line. 
We should have the same attitude that David had. We should have that same passion that David had to protect, to prioritize, come on, to promote, to prefer, and to praise the one true God. He was just like, yeah, David the worshiper. You know what? He's out there probably with his harp, worshiping God, enjoying God. The lion comes. He's like, what up? Here comes the warrior. Here comes the thug life. He's about to go gangsta. I don't know. Some, it's, it's the flannel. It's just bringing it out. It's the hoops. I don't know. No. Nah. We should have that same passion that David had, right? Our battle and our fight is not with flesh and blood. Look at your neighbor and say, our battle, our fight is not flesh and blood. It's not flesh and blood. Our fight is not to argue hard-hearted religious people. Religious people, they just want to argue. Let them argue with themselves. Don't get caught up in that battle. Your battle's not flesh and blood. Nope, we're not supposed to be arguing hard-hearted religious people. Our fight is not to protest politics, hold up signs, and that say, Jesus is coming back soon, and you all are going to hell. Get right, get left. We got all these signs. Everybody's being so political, and everybody's like, Jesus is coming. People get ready. You're going to get left behind. If you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Lord and Savior, you will also be left behind. People be out there talking trash. Oh, don't get me started. I mean, like, I'm a kid from the 80s. I'm still a kid forever. We'll be a kid, okay? They be like, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. You better, you better. Every night, every, every night, every night, you guys. Until I came to this church, every night, I said the sinner's prayer. I asked, repented, asked for forgiveness. I knew if the rapture came when I fell asleep, I was staying here. I was going through tribulation. I was going to get the mark of the beast and all this stuff would happen to me. And before I go to bed, there I am. Jesus, Jesus, can I find a little mercy and grace? I've been bad today, but it's fun being bad. Do you guys know that I had a real personal relationship with Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, thinking I was going to hell? Thinking I'm going to be left behind, going to go through the rapture, the mark of the beast, and everything's going to happen to me. And every night we're there talking. You know, you know well, finally I was just like, it's too much fun. So this is what's going to happen. I'm going to have fun here, and then I'm just going to go to hell for the fun. Okay? Are we good? And, and God's probably like, just keep on coming to me every night. I'll take it <laughs> whenever. And I'm gonna about to change your life forever. I'm going to introduce you to a man named Pastor Dan. He's going to give you the truth of the word of God. And the word of God is going to set you free. And you're not going to be playing these religious games anymore. Keep on. Keep on. Keep on. Keep that heart coming towards me. Keep on that heart. I'm like, okay, God, here we go. That's not exactly how it happened, but that's my narrative. Right? But it, I was so hungry, but I was also afraid. Why? Because there's people out there since the 80s. Jesus is coming, you're going to hell. Jesus is coming, and you're going to hell. Anybody heard that? You're going to be left behind here? Anybody ever been a little afraid? Like, maybe. You know, I'm not sure. Maybe I'm the one that he's like, I didn't know you. You didn't? I thought we were homies. Know the word. 
truth will set you free. Our fight is not flesh and blood. Our fight is not to be posting scriptures and about where we stand, posting this and posting that, what we believe in. This is what I believe in. This is what I believe in. How about you live out what you believe in? How about you be a walking testimony that God is good? How about you be a walking testimony that God is with you, that he will never leave you, that he will never forsake you? How about that, being a walking testimony that God is love? Paul said in Ephesians 6, 12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world's forces in this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural places. Therefore, put on, what? Put on the complete armor of God so that you will be able to successfully resist and stand your ground in the evil day of danger. And having done everything that the crisis demands, to stand firm in your place, fully prepared, immovable, and victorious. How many are ready to stand firm? How many are ready, come on, to be prepared, to be immovable, standing? What gives you that kind of confidence, that kind of security? You better be standing on the word of God. That's the only thing that will never change. Feelings will change, opinions will change, times will change, but the word of God will never change. So put your confidence, put your hope, put your trust in the word of God, right? Because we're not fighting flesh and blood. As mature believers, as born again believers, as we mature spiritually, we put on Christ. We put on the armor of light. We put on the new creation self. We put on love. We put on the whole armor of God standing firm on the word and living out what we believe. How many are ready to be so confident in the word of God that you're immovable? It doesn't matter what comes your way. You trust God. God completely. You don't blame God. You don't run from God. You run to him. You run to his word because you know him. There's a confidence that comes in the knowing, right? Don't allow, we can't allow ourselves to get distracted by petty people. Petty people. People are so petty. Anybody? Oh my goodness, every little thing. Mm-hmm. You know why too? Because they can they can just that you said this and you said that and, and screenshot all of your texts and let it go. You know what some of you guys need to do? You just need to delete all of your texts. You're you're bound, you're there holding them text for proof. You said this. Get over it. Get over it. That was for free. That was for somebody. We can't allow ourselves to be so distracted by petty people. We can't waste our time fighting in the comment section, worrying about what everybody commented, 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 commented. There we go. That's how much I'm in the comment section. I don't. I can't stand them because people are petty. People are so religious. I mean, you say something and then people are religious like, well, you shouldn't say that. Okay, confession cop, nobody asked you. You should watch your own words. 
can you see how petty we're getting? Because everything's like written down and all this kind of stuff. No, we cannot waste our time like that. we got to stand firm and trust in God. We should have the same attitude that David had towards Goliath when he started to talk trash. We need to have that same attitude. When, he, when the enemy starts to talk trash to us, when the, en- when the enemy starts deceiving us, when the enemy starts distracting us, and when the enemy starts to divide us, We need to recognize that's the enemy. Our war is to do our best to not be deceived. Because when you're deceived, you don't know you're deceived. When you're a deceived religious person, you don't know you're a deceived religious person. You're just a religious person. You want to know when you know if you're a religious person? You have no results. And you have no peace. That's the worst. We want results and we want peace, right? So our war is to do our best to not be deceived, to not be distracted, and to not be divided. we got to resist the devil and what? He will flee. Simply resist the devil and he will flee. Instead, we keep fleeing and we just a flee on the devil's back holding on to him. No, resist the devil and he will flee. David knew that God was on his side. David had a personal relationship with God, and he had a heart level of belief. You know, there's a knowing, and then there's a heart level that you will not be moved, right? You're like, maybe, and then there's like, I know. I know in my knower. I know through experience. I know through personal relationship. He knew that God was with him, that God was for him, that God would deliver him. God had already done it before, and he knew that God would do it again. David had a strong foundation. What was his foundation? God is with me. God is with me. That is the first thing that you need to have a foundation. Pastor Dan was just throwing down about this on Sunday. God is with me. How many have been with little kids and they turn around and they're like, just making sure you're with them. I'm here. You're like, God, they're all, they're all confident running around. And then when they lose sight of you, they're like, where'd they go? Right here. I see you. Ah, oh, auntie. That's right. Right? His foundation was that God was with him. Do you have a foundation that God is with you? Do you know that God is with you? He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. We need to know this in our knower. David ran towards the giant to kill him, knowing that God was with him. And then sometimes when you run towards the giant, the giant starts getting real big. Imagine when you're real far away. You're like, hey, yeah, I got him. I can take him. Then David's like, let's go, runs after him. like, whoa, 10 feet's getting real tall. Right? Right? You start running after the giant. You start running after the giant. The giant starts getting bigger. Anybody been there? Right? That very moment that you take a stand. That very moment that you're going all in for Jesus. That very moment that you're like, I'm no longer living that life in the world. I'm living a life with character, with integrity, with godly character, with purpose, with passion. You draw the line. You draw your, the, the line in the sand. Right? That moment you run towards the giant. The giant gets bigger. The symptoms, like, I, I'm, I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. I am standing firm on that word. And the symptoms get louder. Like, oh, no, you didn't. Right? Anybody been there? The bills get redder. <laughs> Anybody had red bills come in? You know when they're red, they are not celebrating you. They're about to celebrate your turnoff date. 
You draw the line and you say, you know what? This is the year that I'm going to start tithing. This is the year that I'm going to trust God in his word. It says, given to be given unto you. This is the year that I'm going to make a commitment when it comes to my finances. But if you don't budget right, that's on you. That's not on God. If you don't know how to deal with 100% and you're over here like, God, 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 get it together. The bills get redder. You draw the line in the sand. The depression gets darker. David starts running to the giant. And he puts his full trust that God would deliver him. But if David allowed himself to get in his own head, he could have looked at his own abilities. He could have looked towards, he could have, was, um, he could have doubted himself. He could have started leaning on his own understanding, right? He could have said, the closer I get, Goliath is getting bigger. He could have said, I'm getting smaller. He has a sword, and I got a rock. He could have said, why isn't the army following me? <laughs> where, where is everybody? What gave David the confidence and what's going to give us this confidence? Let me tell you, I crave this kind of undaunting confidence every, through every situation I go through. Like, I like living a little bit on the edge. I want to live where I've got, I want to live a life where I have to trust God. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, come on, what's next, God? What's next? Let's go. Take some new territory. I'm ready. What gave him that confidence? David's trust in God. That's what gave him the confidence. David's foundation was founded with, on his personal relationship with God. Not a religious relationship. Not that he just went to church. He had a personal knowing of God himself. He, he had a heart level of belief. God's with me. He is for me. He will deliver me. God had already done it before and he'll do it again. Isaiah 26, 34. You will keep in perfect peace all Look at your neighbor and say, all, that includes you, yes, even you. All who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you, trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. Here it is in the Amplified. You will keep in perfect and constant peace the one whose mind is steadfast, that is committed and focused on you both in inclination and character because he, he because his trust because he trusts and takes refuge in you with hope and confident expectation he's going to keep you in perfect peace when you trust in him we got to take that step of faith we got to trust in him trust confidently in the lord forever he is your fortress your shield, your banner. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock, the rock of ages. God will shalom, shalom. He will perfect peace. God will shalom, shalom. He will keep you in perfect peace. Shalom means nothing missing, nothing broken, completeness, wholeness, perfection, spirit, soul, and body. Shalom, shalom. How many are ready for some shalom, shalom, right? Wholeness, perfection, shalom, shalom. God will shalom, shalom you when you keep your mind stayed on him, right? God will keep those in shalom, shalom whose mind 
is stayed on him, whose imagination is stayed on him. I love this word imagination. Let's wake up the imagination. Let's use the imagination to see ourselves conquering these giants in our life, to see ourselves seeing God move on our behalf, right? We got to keep our imagination stayed on the Lord. How many are ready to imagine a great future instead of keep imagining failure? Isn't it so easy to imagine failure? How come when something happens, you just some little thing, and you're like, whoo, all, all of a sudden you're planning your funeral. Who's going to show up? What are they going to say about me? Who's going to cook this, and who really loves me? No, wake up to today. Stop allowing your imagination to go that way, and allow your imagination to frame your world by the word of God. Start allowing your imagination, your, whose thoughts are stayed on the Lord, this is how, how do we keep our mind on him? By trusting in him. You keep your mind on him by trusting in him, knowing him. This takes time. This takes relationship, right? You don't just trust somebody immediately. No, that takes some skin of the game. You got to go through some things to even know that they got your back, right? Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all of your heart. Do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all of your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize God. In all of your ways, know God. Acknowledge God and recognize God. In everything that you do, know God. Know God in your relationships. Know God, come on, in everything that you do, in your career, in your business, in your parenting. Know God. Recognize God. Give him glory. Give him thanks, right? And acknowledge God. Thank you, Father. And he will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord with reverent awe and obedience and turn entirely away from evil. It will be health to your body, your marrow, your nerves, your muscles, all of your inner parts, and refreshment, physical well-being to your bones. That's how we stay and keep our mind on him because we trust in him in all of our ways. We acknowledge God in all of our ways. Even though I didn't know the word, even though I thought I was going to hell, every night I'm acknowledging God. I'm talking to God. Hey, God, this is going on. You won't believe it. Plus, I am a chatterbox. I'm going to tell you how I feel, why I feel, and I'm processing at the same time what you feel. Why do you feel this way? I don't know. Well, you should know. If you want me to respond properly, you should at least know why you feel this way so that we can move on. That's life. That's also how this brain works. So we need to acknowledge God. When you trust something, you know something, right? Trust is knowing. Trust is knowing with security, with strength, and with confidence. There's got to be a strength. There's got to be a knowing. All right, I'm going to try to do a little example. Can somebody go get Mila? If Mila runs up here, and her dad's going to grab her. 
If she runs up here and she does this example, it's going to be awesome. If Mila has her own mind and she's moody, then who knows what's going to go on, okay? We're just going to go with it, okay? So what am I saying? Trust is a knowing. Trust is security. Trust is strength. There's got to be a confidence, right? David knew God. He had a relationship with God. He had confidence, right? He, God was with him with the lion. God was with him with the bear. He knew that he could trust in him. He knew that God was the one delivering him. God delivered the me, delivered me from the hand of the bear. God delivered me. Come up here, Mila. Come up here. Come help auntie. I need you to help auntie. All right, yes, Mila, good job. Okay, ready, Mila? Ready? Are you ready? Yeah, okay, you stand right there, and Auntie's going to fall, and you catch me. Ready? Mila, catch Auntie. Ready? Set. Whoa. Are you ready to catch me? Here I come. Oh, Mila, good job. You're a champion, Mila. All right. Thank you, Mila, for helping me. I appreciate you. All right, Daniel, get up here. Bro, I think she would have caught me. She's like, let's go. I think she was ready to push me. Do you all see that? Okay, Mila's three years old, okay? I've known Mila her whole life. I'm auntie. I used to be, uh, what was my name? Tita. Tita. Yeah, now I'm auntie. I'm like, no, Mila, call me Tita. She's like, auntie. She's like, I've been saying auntie the whole time. You heard Tita, but I was saying auntie. Okay, so I've known Mila her whole life, right? There's a knowing, but there was no security. There's no confidence. Why? Because I don't believe she could catch me. I know this kid, his whole life, going on 20 years, slow down, right? Okay, let's see. Wait, no, go on this side. Okay, ready? Here we go. You got me? Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Do it. Do it for there. Okay. If you know me, it's because I can't do this with anybody. I got trust issues. Okay. Ready? Go. No. Okay. One more time. One more time. No laughing. Okay. 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 Good job, Daniel. I doubted the second time, forgive me. But anyways, that, that takes a confidence, there takes a knowing. So let me tell you that I've known Mila for three years. I've known Daniel for 19 years. I've known these kids before they even came to earth, they knew my voice. Hey, what's going on? Been believing God for you. So excited, can't wait to meet you, right? But with Daniel, there's been time, there's been skin in the game. I've seen this kid lift some weights. First of all, I won't, he'll be lifting and I want to punch him. And like his muscles getting real big. I'm just like, yeah. He's like, why do you want to do that? I have no idea. When somebody flex, I just want to punch him in, the, in their muscle. Anybody else? Okay, well, we're going to take that intrusive thought back. And we don't know each other like that. <laughs> Right? Right? But I'm just saying, with a knowing, there comes a trust. There comes a confidence. And also, I know his natural ability. I trust completely that he has my back. I trust completely that he would catch me. Let's blame it on the shoes, okay? They're five inches. We're going to blame it on that. That doubt was the five inches, right? That's all it was. But where there's knowledge, there's trust. 
There's a confidence. There's a security. And in the natural, we're being held back because of our lack of knowledge of God, because of our lack of trust, because of our lack of knowing him personally. And that takes time. Two-sided relationship. God's ready. He's talking to you. Are you going to incline your ear to him? Are you going to incline your ear to the world? Are you going to incline your ear to his word? Are you going to incline your ear to all of your failures and the giants, right? No, we're going to trust in him because we want that shalom, shalom. We want that perfect peace. Our mind cannot be shattered like the Israel army. When Saul, king of Israel and his troops, heard the Philistines' challenge, they were terrified, right? They were gripped by fear. They were shattered mentally. That's opposite of shalom, shalom. That's opposite of perfect peace. That's opposite of that. They were broken down mentally and they lost their courage. When they heard the giant, when they heard the challenge, they heard and they listened to obey. When they kept on hearing and hearing the words of the giant, they were inclining their ear to the failure. Break up with the failure. Stop putting it on repeat. Stop inclining your ear to the negative. Rise up. Get passionate, right? They had all the ability in the natural to take out that giant, but they were gripped by fear. What gave David the ability? His knowing. He knew God for himself. He could completely trust in God. We get knowledge of God from his word. Jesus would always say, it is written. It is written. Jesus would always respond with, it is written. He would respond with the word, right? Not I feel, not some religious cliche, not some feel-good quote that you heard from some motivational speaker. No, those religious beliefs and those IG quotes will fail you every single time. They may sound good. They may look cute with your selfie, but they'll fail you. The word of God is the only thing that will never fail. Jesus says it is written because he knew the word. He knew the Father, and he knew the will of God. How many are ready to know the word, to know the Father, and to know the will of God for your life, his plan and his purpose? We know the Father through the Son. Paul said in Ephesians 1.17, I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, come on, the Father of glory, may grant you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation that gives you a deep and personal and intimate insight into the true knowledge. Look at your neighbor say, true knowledge. We don't need religious cliches. We don't need IG quotes. We need true knowledge. We need the true knowledge of God. For we know the Father through the Son. We know the Father through the Son. Do you know the Son? Do you know Jesus for yourself? Do you know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? If you have not received Jesus, I want to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus tonight as your Lord and Savior. To call on the name of Jesus. You believe in your heart. You confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. That's the, that's the game changer. That's the giant killer arising in you. Everything changed. You can finally see the truth. Paul said in Romans 10, 9, and 10, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart. Guys, it's not a magical prayer. It's a belief. 
David, his confidence, his security came in his belief. His belief was God is with me. God will deliver me. It's not a magic prayer. You can, Jesus, 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 Jesus. What are you doing? You're gripped by fear. You're broken mentally. And we're wondering, like, why isn't it working? Why isn't God coming through? You don't believe in him. You don't trust him. Uh, guys, this is supposed to be full of hope. I hope. <laughs> no guilt, no condemnation, just change. How many are ready for results, right? We want results in this life. Paul said, if you openly declare it's believing in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it's by openly declaring with your mouth your faith that you are saved. This is, a, this is a big deal that we need clarity in, that we've received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that we've got nothing to fear. We are made right with God. God loves us. He's for us. He's with us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us, right? If you're in here tonight and you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, let's say a prayer together. Everybody bow your heads, close your eyes. Let's call on the name of Jesus. Everybody say, Jesus, I believe in you. I ask you to save me and set me free. Thank you, Jesus, for this new life. I receive all that you have for me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen, and amen. And just like that, you enter into the family of God. And just like that, it's the believing in your heart, declaring with your mouth that you are saved, right? Now, now it's time to what? Now it's time to grow in knowledge. It's time to grow in the knowledge. Don't just stay there. God loves you right where you are, but he won't leave you there. He wants you to grow in knowledge of him, trusting in the Lord with all of your heart, leaning not in your own understanding. Obedience comes first. Then knowledge will always follow. So you call on the name of Jesus. You openly declare. Was that anybody's first time tonight, calling on the name of Jesus? Anybody? We got all kinds of believers in the house, amen, so glad, right? Anybody online, if that was your first time calling on the name of Jesus, click the I Receive Jesus button, get, send us your address. We have a booklet for you. We'd like to get more information to you. We love you guys. Have a great night. Come on, all you giant killers, let's go. Love you guys. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.